the Buffalo Bills take on the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time since falling hard in the divisional playoff round. And we'll look at some other games coming up for this Sunday's Week 9 slate of the NFL season. Along with the usual hot takes and more, this is the Buffalonian Podcast, betting on the Bills. All right, let's go. are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Moss. And we've got some we've got some intense music here to start it off. It's the big game coming up. Sunday night football again. Um, you know, we got those one under the lights. Games. Yeah, under the lights. Yeah. Should should be playing some all the lights by Kanye, but don't have rights to that unfortunately. But like <laughs> it's it as as in the intro. This is the first time these two teams are matching up since the Bills absolutely ate the pavement in the divisional playoff round last year. So stakes are high. Also, the first return to Cincinnati since DeMar Hamlin's incident last year. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with this game. Um, the Bills are looking like they're bouncing back to that team we saw. Uh, we saw a little more explosive offense early. The Bengals look like they're bouncing back to the team they were last season, though. So, I mean, both teams are looking like they're bouncing back, and they're going to meet at the the head of it, right in Cincinnati. And geez, this is this is a going to be a good one, I think. But it's going to be a, a nail biter, that's for sure. What do you think? Well, I, I, this game has high high playoff ramifications. I think yes, if the does. Bills win, Bills win, they get in the high eighties. I think it's eighty eight percent. They make the playoffs. If they lose, it's fifty five percent. Um, I think it's it's a little similar to the the Bengals are in a similar s- spot, but I think there's like if they win it's like seventy, if they lose it's like forty. I want to say so they're yeah they still have a shot. So both teams, I mean, I mean, what if they just tie? They just say you know we're not gonna play. <laughs> they give tie. the handshake. Uh, at, yeah, at time they're like, all right, but, we're gonna go visit the other team's locker room and let's 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 orchestrate a tie here. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's the game. I think a month ago we didn't know or even. I uh, see a couple weeks ago after the Bills lost the Pats that we didn't know if this game would have the hype. Um, but it has the hype. Both teams coming off good performances. Both teams, obviously, as I just mentioned with the playoffs, you know, percentages making have a lot to play for. And uh, it seems that the two star quarterbacks are good to go. Obviously, Josh with the shoulder, we'll see. But Joe Burrow looks healthy with the cap. I mean, it's two of the best quarterbacks in the league, two of the best teams in the league. I I believe so. You know, for the amount of bad Sunday night games they've or you know poor primetime games we've gotten a little bit in the stretch, it's nice to get a a real legit top five quarterback matchup, and I would at least say top ten team matchup. 
Yeah. I mean, just thinking that we're already in week nine is absolutely insane. First of all, um, we're over halfway through. And then you're right. I mean, it's like last season we saw Russell Wilson every week in primetime. And we're like, why are we watching this? Why is he the face of primetime football? We're seeing lackluster games, including that Bills Giants game. Like that's very much included in there where it's just like low scoring, just, you know, not not a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I just. I'm excited for this game. I am. I'm also nervous for it. I haven't been nervous for a game since that week one Jets game when I did not have a good feeling going into it. Right. The other games we've dropped, I thought we could win them. We should have won them. Did not happen. Anyway, we're not even dwelling on that. This game is going to come down to, I think, with the two offenses, the Bills defense being injured, the Bengals defense being, like we talked about, good but not elite, right? They're a great defense, but they're not an elite defense, right? They've come on the last couple weeks, though. The last couple weeks, right. But the Bills adding some pieces, which we'll get to, because we didn't get to talk about that on Tuesday. Um, I I think this is going to be one of those where – it's going to be scoring back and forth and whoever fails to score on a drive is going to be in some dire trouble like that. That's kind of my outlook on this right now. I don't know. I, I, I have that feeling that Burrow's going to cook because he's had a rough start to a season with that dealing with that injury. And he's starting to look like himself again. And then we've got Allen using his legs again more often like he did last week in creating more explosive plays. And um, I think this is going to be, I mean, talk about an old Western shootout. I think that's what we're going to see here, here, but high scoring. Yeah, I think they're going to need a high scoring game to win. I think mm-hmm. this is a bad matchup for the Bills. I just think the Bengals on paper match up really well with the Bills, and the Bills don't match up yeah. very well with Cincinnati. I mean, just hyper-athletic wide receivers never always kill the Bills. It's like whenever A.J. Brown played with the Titans, he'd always mm-hmm. kill the Bills. It just—it's not a great matchup for the Bills' defense because of how explosive Cincinnati is and how they could also run the ball, especially if Joe not being healthy. And offensive versus defense—it's—it's it's an all right matchup, but the Bengals are going to force them to do something like run the ball, and that's not always what the Bills want to do. And the Bengals did a really good job in the playoff game last year of holding Diggs to under 40 yards and kind of make everyone else kind of beat you. So the, the it's not a great matchup from that perspective of Lou Amarillo, you know, took Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen's lunch money last year. And I don't, the, the Bills, this is not the best matchup for the Bills defense, but it's a challenge for sure. And hopefully the new additions play. Um, I liked both. Well, I guess all three moves because again, we kind of talked a little bit about London for not, but yeah. Paul Joseph <laughs> uh, getting signed is a nice move. I think he's mm-hmm. mo- obviously not going to give you a lot pass rushing, but I don't think they need him to be a good pass rusher. I think that if he gets, you know, that 300 pound, 340 pound big belly uh, in the middle and doesn't give up an inch, keeps Terrell Bernard clean. And yeah. It's not Daquan Jones because Daquan Jones is a can also rush the pasture from the one tech and do that. It's not him, but maybe he can do the job of the one tech of keeping those you know linebackers Dotson and Bernard clean and open up everything else for the defensive line. We'll see if he has any juice left. He didn't. He wasn't bad when he did a similar situation signing midseason with the Eagles. So hopefully he has enough juice for uh what is it eight or nine nine game run and plus playoffs. So yeah. Yeah, listen, you you make a good point there. I mean, yeah, hopefully he has enough juice. I mean, 
talking about the 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 free agents i'm happy in the the trade i'm happy i am genuinely um leonard fournette was the question mark and then he said he shows up in short shorts up past the middle of his thigh and he's like it's cold as a penguin's ass out here in buffalo and i'm like what did you expect this is only november pal i'm Let's like louisiana just, my boy yeah just wait till you hit january when you're playing in the playoffs possibly at a home playoff game and it's negative what was it? It was like negative twenty against the Patriots, wasn't it? Like something like that with windchill. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm happy with it though. Overall, I think they add, add well, depth to what we need. I think we predicted it pretty well in the pot on Tuesday, uh, with that they were probably felt at least the linebacker situation that they felt like they at least found something the last game of Poyer playing a little bit more box linebacker on third downs and just kind of rolling with. Either Dorian or it looks like it's Dobson's role of just like being that first and second down linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, kind of more like if you're going to get run on a uh, situation. And then, yeah, I mean, adding a DT, we didn't know if it, we thought, I think everyone thought it was going to be Sue, leave all Joseph, but leave all yeah. Joseph probably fits the role better, what they were looking for of a more of a, a run one T because I think it does a lot from the situation of Ed's a three tech. Jordan Phillips can stop playing like that one tech and just go fully to fully being a three tech, even though how big he is, you would think he'd be a one tech and kind of has Puna Ford and Tim Sell maybe as a little bit more of a backup role. So I think that's good depth there. And then the corner, again, the corner was a situation where obviously you have Kair going on IR. So I, I like that they yeah. kept Kair just because it was like, it just didn't seem right to me that they would just punt on him. No, right um, away like that. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't, it just didn't feel like it was a good idea to punt on him no one was offering him anything i don't know some per- some person's like oh they were getting third round picks no they weren't if he got a third round pick off they probably would have took it um from, just from a depth perspective now having dean jackson as your third outside corner instead of josh norman uh is an upgrade and then having russell douglas as your starting corner over dean jackson is an upgrade too so and you know to give up i think a lot of people were looked at the third round pick and were like oh that's a lot to give up but Really, if you add the fifth round pick they got back, it's really a, a fourth round value. They had extra picks. They had an extra third round pick because of the Tremaine compensation, you know, the comp pick. So at the end of the day, it's not a lot to give up for a guy that's under contract for next season. So they could, and it's not, it's a non guaranteed contract as well for next season. So they could just outright cut him and not lose a single thing on dead cap if he struggles. But if he does well, you'll probably figure out a way to maybe extend him. He's only 28. You know, it's kind of a situation where you ha- you help yourself in the short term, but you also hedge your bet against Trey White's Achilles recovery with having a guy that this. It's not like they just picked up like Levi Wallace or some like middle like Russell Douglas is a pretty good cornerback. Like he's and he fits the scheme. Like he's a pretty good corner. Obviously, it's not Jalen Johnson, but that price was on like a first round pick. Yeah, plus a big contract. But this is a legit corner that they added. And he's a very good. He's a high-end cornerback two, and he's a low-end cornerback one, and they're probably gonna. But with Benford, I like it. We'll see yeah, if he plays though. Either well, play, yeah. Do you think he will? Yeah, because they put. I mean, I guess them putting Elam on IR kind of. Yeah, forces I, it a little bit. I guess not, I don't know if forces, but like, I, I, why not? Even if he's out there and he's getting like, even if he's just rotating in. I think he can make an impact. It's not like he's going from a scheme that was like way out of like the Packers run similar stuff to the McDermott scheme. So I I think he could fit in just fine as the zone corner. I think he could fit in just fine. It, and if Levi Joseph has been 
you know, in shape, like, and he's ready to go. I think he'll be activated too. So, yeah, I, I think I think they I think they both. I mean, they didn't get ruled out today. Only AJ Klein and um, Balen Spector did. So, yeah, um, no, I think there's an opportunity for both of them to play. Sure. No, I I um, I really like the cornerbacks now. I I do like because like you said, you added a competent, in shape, and very good cornerback to your roster, right? Like you're not just throwing the Leonard Fournette of quarterbacks, even though I will say playoff Lenny looks to be in pretty good shape. I, I was watching the training videos out there. He's actually moving. So my call of duty comments, I stand, I do not stand by anymore. He's you, clearly you training. Them? I renounce them, even though, you know, like maybe we could get him on a stream sometime and play some COD with him. We'll see. Well, I'll, 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 spam, I'll spam DM him on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it and see what happens. But no, I, I think the, this was, before the deadline here, that was a great trade to just sneak in there. And was that after we did the pod? We that that happened yeah. that broke after, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we only had the fake news break on the pod. Um, but no, it was just like I was I was very content with that. Made me feel better about the Leonard Fournette thing. And then the more I've seen out of all these guys, I mean, the first day you see him chatting with McDermott, right? Like just kind of he's around the team. Yeah, not necessarily practicing fully yet. Because on the injury report, it said just got here um, as to why he did not practice, which I thought was fantastic. But I I could see him playing now, especially like you said, with Kyir on injured reserve. And, you know, hopefully Joseph, he's had he's had some he's continued training. And, you know, he was on the NFC champions last year. It would only be fitting for him to come in and be the AFC champion this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a situation where these aren't small swings. I mean, they're legit improvements. Are they equal to the players they lost? Absolutely not. Like, again, Leval Joseph does not equal Daquan Jones, but it's a situation where Leval Joseph is a good run stuffer, and if he could do that here in Buffalo, it opens everyone else to play, like, their more normal role. He's only going to be there on early downs. Like, I, I think that's the thing that to look at is, Give me 15 to 20 snaps every week of first and second downs on running downs and just be productive in those snaps. That's all you need from Levi Joseph. Yeah. And then you'll figure out the linebacking situation of Poirier and Rap. I mean, you have depth and safety, so it makes sense to keep doing that. Cornerback wise, like, again, like having Dean Jackson as your third outside corner is really good depth. Rasul Douglas is a legit starting cornerback. It's not like they just went out and got like Levi Wallace, who's kind of mediocre. Like, this guy's a good player. This is a legit swing. Levi Joseph is a good. Sw- I mean, they could have like just rolled with Eli Akano, who they got from the practice squad again. Like they could have just rolled back with him, rolled with Ty Johnson, you know, and rolled with Josh Norman. Like those yeah. would have been the swings that. People- so Bean was aggressive, and yes, did he not part of a first round pick? But that's a that's silly value asset. And then they would have had to pay Jalen Johnson. Like there just wasn't trades available. Yeah, obviously he called everyone, and I hope this puts the narrative to bed that he's not aggressive. And yes. Is this – is there any of them needle movers? I would say Joseph is an upgrade. Leonard Fournette is an upgrade on Ty Johnson. Joseph's an upgrade on whatever you're getting from the one-tech position and allows Puna Ford to maybe – him and Puna Ford to kind of split snaps throughout the game. I don't yeah. think needle, move, needle mover is a great word, but I would say Douglas kind of is. I think he fits yeah. that role because he's a legit corner. And he yeah. allows Dane Jackson to be – you know, a third corner. He allows Kyrie Lum to get healthy. So I think it does a lot of stuff for the the rest of the team, not just that starting corner position. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. 
I think we have Thank a lot you. to look forward to with these free agents um, in the trade. I, I think they're going to help the Bills get to the point they need to be, especially with an injury, you know, injured defense. And um, they also know, they I also did the right helps. move of adding defense, not offense. I think I think I think their passing game. I think it was smart for them to buy into what they saw against Tampa Bay, and even if you want to say New England, because of how they were able what Shakir and Kincaid doing. I think those guys really allowed them to be like, all right, we could go full on defense and not have to. Yes. They probably looked around for offense to see if it made sense. But I, I, I think they realized that cornerback and get adding another one big DT was a bigger, bigger needs than adding another receiver. I know they added Leonard Fournette, but at maybe even adding a better, like Derek Henry. So I think they did a good job. I'm, I'm proud of my bills. Yeah. Me as well. Me as well. So now I think the the time has come around to talking a little bit more about this game. Let's talk a little bit more about this game and maybe throw some predictions out there. Um, you know, I already said it's going to be, I think it's going to be a shootout through and through. Um, it's literally, I, I, the Bengals have been turning it on with Burroughs injury coming. He's coming back and really playing well from that calf injury. He was suffering from throughout the preseason and the first few weeks of the season. And then the bills, I mean, Allen, his shoulder injury, he didn't practice. Did he practice yesterday? I only saw Wednesday's report. Yeah, he, he was full yesterday. Oh, okay. All right. So, again, like I thought, that's nothing to worry about. They just gave him extended rest on the mini buy. It's all right. Um, I just – it's going to come down to can this Bills defense stop, like you said, their crazy wide receiver talent and, you know, like top wide receivers. Jamar Chase, can you slow him down? Like Joe Mixon, I know you can probably stop the run at the line of scrimmage, right? You've been you've been very good at that. Even without Matt Milano, you've been good at stopping the run. Um, Saquon Barkley did nothing. I know he was coming back from an injury, but he did nothing against us, and that's one of the best running backs in the NFL. And it's just you've got your edge rusher still. I think you're still going to be able to get pressure on Burrow, and that's going to be a big thing. You need to get pressure on him. But you see him last week, how you know he's fully healthy shrugging pressure off of his shoulders and then rolling out and throwing a, a dimer right to uh jamar chase and it's just like you got to prevent that you got you got to get to the quarterback take the quarterback down or drop back and stop the pass from being completed and that's i guess that's the fundamentals of defense i just sounded really redundant saying that but like you know you gotta you gotta get the quarterback down or just drop back and stop the pass from being completed and whether that's an interception or a bat down you're just going to need your corners and your safeties to do what they need to do and Poyer's been doing really well, I think, throughout the, you know, after the first few games, we said he was looking slow, a little older. Um, he's he's kind of back to JP, all pro Poe, and uh, Micah Hyde's out there with him, so I have trust back there, and it's going to be stopping this Bengals offense. That's going to be the key, because you know the Bills offense can cook. The Bills defense needs to cook this weekend, though. Yeah, I think it comes down to that you could take a lot from their last game against San Francisco a little bit. You know, Kittle goes for nine for 149. I know a lot of that, some of that may have been in garbage time, but he was having a good game before that. So I think, you know, they have a lot, the Bengals have a lot of very young safeties, two young safeties, uh, Dax Hill and Jordan Battle, because they let uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell go on free agency. So I think there's opportunities maybe for a deep shot in the game, but also for Dalton Cade to eat uh, and continue his hot trend. I think you saw. Brynn Ayuk go for over 100 yards, so I think there's opportunities for Stefan Diggs, for Gabe Davis against these corners, 
Uh, Mike Hilton's a good slot corner, and I think Cam Taylor Britt's an underrated outside corner, but the mm-hmm. number two cornerback role's kind of never been solved. Obviously, they had Eli Apple in that role last what year. A, what so. a scumbag. That so That I, is one I'm going to let rip on scumbag. But So I, I think there's opportunities maybe for these receivers to make plays uh, against the, the outside corner. And also, I think Kincaid could have a big game. Also, I think James Cook could have a big game and Josh Allen running because Purdy ran for 57 yards last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think obviously, Purdy's a little different from Allen, so they'll probably do a little bit better job of keeping of being more disciplined in their rush. But – I think there's opportunities for Allen to get out of the pocket and make some plays if his shoulder allows him. And McCaffrey had a pretty solid day, 12-54 and a touchdown on the ground and had 6 for 64 and a touchdown through the air. So I think there may be some opportunities for the backs out of the backfield to make some plays, maybe in a screen game or just kind of outside in space. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's playoff a- Lenny play? Um, I, he's been I don't in pads know. practicing. They, they had he- to trust him with the playbook. That's why he's on the practice squad. So mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess we'll see if he's ready for Sunday 820, but – <laughs> no, I think there's plays to be made uh, for this Bills offense, especially against this Bengals defense, even though I think the, the Bengals defense has been playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then just defensively, it's it's going to come down to they have to pick their poison. Are they just going to do all they can to limit Chase Higgins and just be like, Joe Mixon might just run ham on us, which may happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely capable of doing that. Ran for 5.4 yards and a touchdown against that. Niners front last week and Joe looked pretty good running too. So you got to keep him in the pocket. I don't know if it's just about getting pressure to Burrow, but it's also don't let him, you know, you got to kind of do what you do with Mahomes and be disciplined on your rushes and don't let him get out and start being Houdini in there and make extra. That's where they get a lot of their big plays. So I think it's, I hope Douglas plays because I think he'll help the secondary, but it's, it's picking their poison. Are they going to commit to stopping Joe Mixon or are they going to commit to stopping this passing attack? And they, you can't do both. It's impossible to do both. You're just going to have to deliver the results of one when you pick the other one. You know, and that's the problem uh, with kind of this, what this Bill's defense is, is that they just can't play both. It's not like they could, you know, it's not like they have Daquan and Matt Milano or Trey White no. where it's like, all right, we can lead Trey on an island or, oh, we can just trust Daquan up front to win up front and, and at least slow down the running game. It's kind of you had to commit to one or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. But it also comes down to this. The Bills have not gotten an interception since week four against Miami. Didn't get one against Trevor Lawrence. Didn't, didn't get one against Tyrod, Mac Jones. Uh, last week against Baker, they had opportunities. They were close on a be, couple. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's pro- there's going to be opportunities for turnovers. I mean, there's bound to – I mean, I feel like every week the, the Bills have had multiple dropped interceptions. You know, T- Terrell Bernard had a couple. Taron Johnson, Jordan Porter last week. They got to convert on those. It's just, it's it's really truly as simple as that. Uh, you got to be able to catch the football if it comes your way defensively because they're gonna need they're gonna need to win the turnover battle to win this game from my point of view because I think the Cincinnati defense is currently better than the Bills defense. So yeah. I think the Cincinnati defense naturally will be able to get more stops on the Bills offense and vice versa the Bills defense on Cincinnati's offense. And so for them to win the game, they're gonna have to force two to three turnovers really. To, to win on the road against a tough opponent. So, well, that's the toughest thing, too. You're not, you don't have the mafia. I mean, mafia travels, right? But you don't have the home team, home field advantage at all of that loud stadium. In fact, it's going to be the complete opposite because Cincinnati likes to get loud, too. So, welcome to the jungle. You're going to have to deal with it. And that makes it 
you know, people say scoff at home field advantage. It does make a difference when you're getting cheered for and you can quiet down the crowd when you're trying to figure out a play versus when they're being obnoxiously loud towards you while you're trying to figure out what's going on. It can it can play into making a difference there. So that's you're in you're in behind enemy lines right here. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess it's time for MVP and game pick. Hmm. Yes, I would say so. Um, ooh, MVP. I think I'm going to take a softball on this one. You ready? Hmm. It's it's Allen. I think he cooks this game. I think he proves the haters wrong. He rushes for about 100 yards and also throws for about 250, 300. Um, I think he's going to be the difference maker in the game. Kincaid is going to be big in that, and so is Davis and Diggs. We're going to see another game like last week's with the career high of spreading the ball around to different receivers. We're going to see that again. I mean – I even had it in my mind to mention Khalil Shakir as my MVP because what if he pops again like last week, you know, just Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think Allen will be at the center of it and he'll be at the center of the explosiveness. And I think he's I mean, I know it's a softball. You can pick Josh Allen any week because he puts he he puts the Superman cape on. But literally touches the ball every offensive set. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I I got to I think he's going to be the difference maker in this game and his athleticism. You know, not not a bad one, but I'm going to go with the man, the myth legend. Let James cook. There we I go. Think James, I think I think Cincinnati is going to do what the Bills can't do, and they're going to pick their poison, and they're going to pick to stop the passing attack of the Bills mm-hmm. and make them run the ball. And they have the dudes of DJ Reader. They have they still have the guys up front where they can do that and still be effective against the run. So I think that's going to be a big time opportunity for James Cook. And as I said, catching out of the backfield, I wouldn't be surprised if James Cook gets on the board. Uh, via a receiving touchdown. So I, I think James Cook goes over 125 total yards and scores a touchdown. I like it. What's for, your for score the, prediction? I think Allen's going to have a better day than Burrow because I think the Bills will get a couple turnovers. Mm-hmm. But as the famous phrase, phrase song said, try so hard, came so far. In the end, it doesn't even matter. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was looking for it. Gotcha. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, uh, that's just uh, very but I, I, I have the Bengals winning on the road uh, at home, uh, thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, I, I knew, I, I knew you were probably gonna lean that way because you I think, did I mention. Think, listen, listen. We have to, we have to. First off, we had to get over the rumors that were complete homers. Like we're realist. You know, what I mean, I think we've been pretty. Re- I, I don't think I picked against the Bills all year so far. No, you did once last year too. You did it with the Chiefs game, and then and they, and they won that game. So right, I, no, you would love to be proven wrong. That's where you're. Do at. I believe not... the Bills can win? Mm-hmm. Do I believe the Bills can win this game? Absolutely. I also think with I don't think their new guys are a hundred percent on right now. Like I don't I don't think those additions are going to take place until a week from now or later in the season. And I just Cincinnati is peaking. Like Cincinnati is playing really. Like their best football of the season, and the Bills are coming off of a good performance, but not I kind of had to see it. I had to see it against a great opponent. And listen, listen, man, can they do it? Yes, I mean they have they have a chance, right? This is like a forty, it's like a 50, 50 kind of game. But I, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go with well, the, the line shows that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the hotter team at the moment. Okay. No, I listen. I 100% respect your pick. I do. I'm not I'm not going to jam on you not picking the Bills or anything like that because it is a realistic take. The Bills did they're coming off a good performance against a somewhat decent team, all right? They're not the Bengals, they're not the Chiefs, the Bucks are not, unfortunately. Um 
the Bills are not playing their best football this season. They stopped doing that for whatever reason after the Miami game. Uh, that was that for whatever reason. But they seem to have been they, – they now, after last week, know what to do, I think, to surprise teams. And I think that gives them a little bit of an edge here. Like coming out in tempo, right, to start the game last week. No huddle right out of the gate, just aggressive. They did not do that. I'm I'm using last year's sample size, right? So looking at the five minutes or ten minutes before the Demar Hamlin thing happened last year, right? The Bengals came out and just shoved it down the Bills' throats, right? They kicked off. They they elected to receive after winning the the coin toss. Can, can we also be honest? Can we be honest? Hmm. The Bills we lost that game. Oh, Oh, 100%. I don't think they were going to be able to stop Cincinnati. No, they were getting, they were getting smacked around, you know, um, and it was, it's, it's, you have to sit here and be real about that. The bills on their drive looked stale, looked old. Cincinnati set the tone early by even winning the coin toss, just electing to receive and storming down the field for a touchdown. Like you knew right there. I'm like, okay, we're done. Like I I knew that wasn't happening. Right. I don't know about Um, that, but yeah. Well, like, they set the tone. They set, they were like, you're in our house. We're, we're taking you, we're taking you out back. You know what I mean? Like that, that's what they said. So this woodshed go behind it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So listen, I think the bills kind of got a taste of doing that last week. Not that they won the coin toss and took it or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember what happened with that coin toss, but they came out in tempo put the ball down the field right away. Maybe let's not go to the shotgun on the one yard line though, and try to run up the middle. Let's push our six foot five quarterback up the middle the tush push. That would work. Um, so we need to see less boneheaded calls like that, in my opinion, and running a bootleg after the injury, whatever out of the blue tent. Can't see any of that crap. I think the bills do come out on top in this game because it is a statement for the bills. I think there's a lot riding on it. The team knows, but the Bengals also have a lot riding on it. So like the line says, the Bengals are only two point favorites. It's gone down throughout the week. They were three and a half. I want to say to start the week when I first remember looking and now they're only two. So they want you to take the bills, I think, because they're, they're baiting you, which I think is also a trap. This, it could go either way. I'm just, I'm basically uprooting everything I'm saying by saying that, but I think the bills take the game by three points um, it's a back and forth shootout, like I said, and it's just going to be a wild game to watch. If you're a football fan, you're going to love it. I think I, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time, but give me the bills. I think 24 to 21 over the Bengals. I, th- I think that's all it gets to. I, I think it's going to be tough. We'll see. We'll see. Listen, listen, this is, I, again, haven't been nervous about a game like this since week one against the Jets. Oh, I just knew that nervous, was bad news. Joe. I'm not nervous. I just have that feeling like, okay, this is going to be a rough and tumble. Like, you know, you, you ever seen Squid Game? Yeah. Like the end of that movie or the series, like where they're fighting in the, you know what I mean? Just in the mud. Like, it's going to be one of those games, you know? Like, it's going to be Rocky Five out in the streets just brawling. The worst Rocky movie. You know, like, that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah, make sure so, you have your heart pills. You know, take your heart pills in the morning. Yeah, maybe some baby aspirin to thin out your blood so you don't, you know, like some stuff like that. But I think that's going to do it for our Bills Bengals preview in game picks. Um, we'll talk Tuesday. We'll either have a really good pot on Tuesday or a, the bills have a 40% chance to make the playoffs pot on Tuesday. So, or what is it drop down to for the bills? I know the, the Bengals are like 40. What was the bills? 55. They lose. 
Oh, okay. So we're higher. Oh, never mind. All right. So we're fine. We're over 50% still. Or it's either they have a 70% chance or a 50% chance. So we'll see what happens. Yes. Now we have our game slate of the week here. And our first game, AFC East, AFC matchup, technically. Um, the Dolphins are taking on the Chiefs in Germany. And the Chiefs are two-point favorites. So another close game that the line isn't exactly – I mean, it favors the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs technically the home team? Do we know that? The designated home team. The correct. designated home team. Okay. So Chiefs are two-point favorites. Listen, Chiefs coming off a horrible game. Mahomes had the sniffles. He had the flu last week. Okay. He wasn't – he was under the weather. They need a statement win after that, and they're gonna they're gonna put up points on the Dolphins. I'm telling you that right now. I think I think Miami gets stomped here, and um, the Chiefs though they didn't leave until last night. Am I right on that? Yes, sir, baby. Yeah. So they took the Bills approach. The Dolphins were there all week. So this could be another trap game like that Jacksonville game right there, the jet lag effect. But give me the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna take them by 14 points. I'm gonna take them by two touchdowns. It's gonna be put a name on it 42 to 21 chiefs i think it's gonna be around the same as the bills dolphins game that's that's 21 points 21 points i'm at two scores sorry that's still three scores three scores three scores sorry i'm all over the place 21 points yeah that's why i don't do math in public you know you can never be wrong if you don't do it in public the dolphins are gonna make a statement you think they need Listen, they have two lot they've played two legit really good teams they have lost to both those teams Right, Eagles and, and Bills. I like that they went earlier in the week. I think that matters. I'm sorry. I just I just think that matters. I think the Chiefs look look really lethargic against the Broncos. And do I think they'll play better offensively? Sure. And I think they have a good defense, but I don't know. I just think my Miami kind of needs a statement win and they need to get they need this win more than the Chiefs, because the Chiefs know who they are. Right? They're the defending Super Bowl champs, you know. Been to two, three Super Bowls. Been to count, you know, five AFC Championship games in the what last five years? I want to say. I think it's five yeah. five pretty sure. So mm-hmm. no, and the, and the Dolphins have lost the, the two. T- if the Dolphins lose this game, the narrative will be that the Dolphins can't beat the lead of the lead. And I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins get it done. I think Tyreek goes off and goes for two fifty. I just do. I, I, think, I mean, I think it they, would be cool to see win, that. I think, I think they win 41 37 can start the day early watch some football in germany um also fun fact it's now well over 400 days since the dolphins have beaten a winning a team with a winning record so, they're gonna make a statement they're you think statement. Mm-hmm. i think it goes well over four four twenty. i i think i think we, we we move on through the season without them um but we'll see we'll see any given sunday and especially overseas you never know what can happen so next game on the list if I would keep my list open, that would help, so I don't have to open it up every time. The Cowboys are taking on the Eagles. The Eagles are three-point favorites. And a big NFC East matchup here. Um, listen, Cowboys defense is so up and down. Dak Prescott so up and down. I don't know what to think. But then CeeDee Lamb, or not, yeah, no. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb is like 44 points last week. Let CeeDee cook. This team yeah, is going... C- I just think that the Dallas, same boat as the Dolphins. They need a statement win more mm-hmm. than the Eagles do. They got to prove themselves win. as a contender. That's what they mm-hmm. have to do. That's going to motivate mm-hmm. them. They got smacked around by the Niners. I don't think it happens again. I think they win 23-20. I think Dak outplays Jalen Hurts and, and gets the job done. Okay, I like it. I think the I, – I, I'm going to take the upset with the Cowboys here. Um, I think, truthfully – 
Jalen Hurts throws a couple picks this game and they take advantage of it. Uh, CD Lamb has another 44 point fantasy day. Dak has a big day. Like you said, they make a statement, prove themselves as a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Um, with how little competitiveness there has been over the years, it's interesting to see all this stuff starting to happen. So give me the Cowboys by one score, and we'll do it 21 to 14 over the Eagles. You love that math, score line. Math was right on that one. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. One touchdown. Come on. Plus seven. And an extra point. All righty. Next game. The Seattle Seahawks, the, the it's it's the bird fight in the air. Seattle Seahawks are taking on the, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are six-point favorites. Listen, Geno keeps the receipts, and I think he's looking at the six-point favorite for the Ravens. Like, what's going on here? You know, and I think this is going to be a closer game than the Lions are making it seem. Okay, the Ravens are have been a great team this year, right? Lamar Jackson has played lights out a lot of the time. I just think Gino's got the receipts saying you wrote me off and like D hop D hop even alluded to it. He said, I kept, I kept the receipts like Gino. They wrote me off like Gino, you know, Gino's ready to cook this weekend in Seattle and Pete Carroll's got something up his sleeve for the Ravens. So give me the Seattle Seahawks six point underdog here in this game. Yeah. I got the Ravens 37, 20. I think this is going to be a team. You? Again. I, I think the Seahawks, oh. are, I think the Seahawks <laughs> are kind of fraudulent. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it straight up. I think they're kind of a. They're, I think they are a playoff team. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're five and two good. I mean, they lost mm-hmm. to the Bengals when the Bengals gave them all those chances to win. Yeah, that was they a bad Bengals team. They were. They should have the lost beginning. last week to, at home to PJ Walker if they don't throw the ball on third and three for whatever reason instead of running the ball. So, no, I, I think I think the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens slapped around the Lions in their. The Lions came into the Ravens' house and the Ravens. Slapped him around. You yeah. don't think that they're. You don't think they're going to be able to slap around the Seahawks team. Come I on, think no. they're. I think they're going to be surprised. I. I, think. I don't think. They I think they're coming think in too rough. hot. No. Yeah. You don't think they're coming in too hot, and then the Seahawks are going to just I, poop I all over gonna, them. I. I really think the Ravens are going to grab the Seahawks by the head and then make them drink dog water. Oh. Okay. All right. Jeez. Okay. Yikes. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the Commanders. Are taking on the Patriots, and the Patriots are three-point favorites. Why do I just? Why do I not like that? I mean, I don't, I, like, I, I don't like either team. But no. I, I think you got to go to the Pats because the the Commanders sold. Like they sold like their two best defensive line. Well, I should say their two best defensive linemen, but they're two. Yeah, best they're edge young rushers. defensive edge rushers. Like, what are we doing? Like that yeah. was like when we talked about that game, previewed that game earlier in the season. That was the X factor for Washington. We were like, okay, this makes them their defense legit. Because yeah, they have these different. guys, and then they get rid of them. Like, what are we doing? And Sam Howell versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, young no quarterback way. versus Bill Belichick. I mean, you got. And I the mean, Patriots like, defense has kind of been awake the past few weeks. You, so you I have mean, to take the Pats. You have yeah. to take the Pats. I, no. I think it's going to be like a twenty to ten game. I mean, it's going to be like a boring game, but I just think the Pats are also at home. So, yeah, give give me the New England Patriots. Yeah, Patriots twenty one to ten. I'll stick with 21. I like the even scores. I don't like to go the goofy numbers. All right. Hey, can you do something for me? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know, no, you know, mean, Drake actually, I'm, he you know, featured, he featured I'm, the Walden Galleria around here in a recent track. Did you see sorry, that? I'm, I'm, I'm eating some Halloween candy during the pod and my sugar intake. What do you got? What are you, what are you eating? I ate a Reese's. I don't know what I did with the wrapper, but I'm eating some Kit Kats now. Uh, Reese's I'm pumpkins I'm are disappointed, elite. I'm disappointed though in my household that we didn't get Twix. Apparently they were all out. Yeah, they yeah, that's out. rough. I feel like I would always look forward to the Twix. I mean, Twix is best year. Twix the is Reese's, the best candy. 
the Reese pumpkins are better than the normal Reese cups. You heard it here first. I've had uh, even like the Easter eggs, like the eggs. yeah. There's more or, peanut butter or, in them, the and the it's trees. less chocolate. Yeah, or the, the trees. You know what's weird though? Reese's peanut butter though on its own is really not that good. No, it's a little. It's it's very chalky. It's it's you know rainy. Like, it like it's not chocolate more than you think. But like it's, if you get too much works. chocolate, it's like, yeah. It, well, when it's in the cups, it's all jagged on the outside too. Like I don't like that. Like I like the smoothness of you like the soft the, stuff on your tongue. I, I guess I I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I, we're, you're off the rails today with the sugar high, but I know. <laughs> I know. I agree with you. It's a little like I don't understand. I guess this might be a hot take. I don't understand the the obsession with freezing Reese's. Like I think oh, that's I weird. do all the time. I love it. Really? It, like, I put them hard? on s'mores too. I, yeah. I like them when they're a little soft and just chewy. No, I put them. I put them in uh, the freezer. I'll eat them soft, but like when they're in the freezer, they melt like melt in your mouth a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like it stays stays solid a little longer, and it's cold, and then it heats up. Yeah, whatever. that makes sense. And I, then. I I put them on s'mores. I don't know if you heard me say that, but I put them on s'mores, and it's elite. No, that's probably not a bad idea. Peanut butter chocolate on a s'more is, like, fantastic. Because then with the marshmallows, like a oh, peanut, peanut butter, butter or Reese's? Are you talking about? No, Reese's. Like a Reese's cup. Oh, I, put okay. that on I thought s'more. you meant, like, you just put peanut butter on. Which no, 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 no. So you, no. you don't you don't go hijacking just put, like, Jif peanut butter and Hershey's chocolate and see if that's better than a normal Reese? Not the same. I Listen, Jif peanut butter with chocolate is good. But at the same time, that you like you alluded to, the Reese's cup, the peanut butter in there works with the chocolate, but not by itself. Yeah, it's like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, anyway, anyway, we got to get into the my last, last game. My here. last take about candy is that dark chocolate is absolutely disgusting. Don't know why. Agreed. Anyway, Agreed. Like it's Agreed. so bitter. It's like, I'm sorry. Like I don't know who, who. Like if you get a dark chocolate Reese or a milk chocolate Reese, like, what about white chocolate? White chocolate's good. You know what's bad? Orange chocolate. I love oh, orange my chocolate. God. What? I love orange chocolate. Dude, orange chocolate is so gross. No, I love oh it. My God. I love it. Like, it's got the, the hint of tang from the citrus in there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, talk but about I'd a hint rather, of... I'd rather eat a whole bar of freaking dark chocolate than a nibble. You know what's good, though? Sponge candy. The last thing. Orange sponge chocolate candy. sponge candy is elite. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Yeah, they, uh, you know, let's just go on with this last one. All right. Well, well, speaking of a little bit of tang and a little bit of charge, we have the Chargers taking on the Jets. Chargers are three-point favorites. Chargers win this game. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I They they need I a believe, win. I believe. I agree. I believe, I believe in the Chargers. They're favorites for a reason here. Uh, give me the Chargers. And the Jets, yeah, they have a good defense. Zach Wilson's prone to mistake-making. And um, listen, so is Herbert and the Chargers charger. Like, don't get me wrong. We could see a Josh McDaniels happen when Brandon Staley just fails the season, but as I, long mean, as, as, I don't know. As long as Herbert doesn't turn the ball over, who I trust as a quarterback not to do that, they're going to be fine. I mean, listen, the the Jets went through defense and they play teams that can't move the ball, and the Chargers have good offense and can move. They the can ball move the ball wherever. Yeah, and as long that now they do have a good defense. No, but I mean. It's Zach Wilson. We, I'm not expecting him to put 35 on them. So I think it'll be a close game, 24-20. But yeah, give, give me give me Herbert, man. Our, our man. Yeah. Is Herbert I, your second favorite quarterback after Allen? It has to be because, um, truthfully, I mean, second AFC, I should say, team is the Chargers. I, I family ties to that. My brother, my brother's a big Chargers fan. So I got I got a root. I, oh, yeah, I forgot Jake is a big Herbert fan. You remember a couple years ago during that Raiders 
almost tie. I was, we were, we called you. We were freaking out watching it together, you know, and it was, it was wild. But no, yeah, second, here's in the background. If you had an NFC team, you had to pick, all right? Mine would be the Detroit Lions. They haven't won anything. They're like the Bills or the blue collar team. I think the Lions are just a trendy pick. Like, I yeah. think everyone picks them. I mean, everyone likes them, which is cool, but like, they also just haven't won anything. Yeah, it's, it's similar to the Bills. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're the everyman. Oh, that's true. You know, that's true. I'm not the Bills one, I think. So, who am I to who am I to trash the Lions? So, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it used to, I my team used to be the Saints because they had, I just like Drew Brees when he was there. Yeah. They yeah. Yeah. Good. I also liked them because their defense was awful. So, they would get in a lot of shootouts. So it was very, oh, you, you didn't like Bounty Gate? You didn't like when they were like basically killing people to get them off the field? Dude, I was like seven. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> How often goes that? I don't. I don't know if I have. A, I don't. I don't really. I guess I'll hop on with the Lions. I don't. I mean, like, there's just not a. There's not a team in the NFC that I'm like. I. Just, I don't know. I kind of like the Vikings with Kirko, but now he tore his AC. Yeah, now that, I was. I was thinking of saying the Vikings of Kirk, but now that you, I don't know. I'll, I'll hop on the Lions bandwagon. I don't know. They play. Listen, my comments, but let's jump me off. I have so to okay. root for him now, though, because I, I've got I've got Gibbs, who our trade actually is like panning out now with with more and Shocker, so, isn't yeah? Who who said from day one that that was a fair trade? And I got so much trash from that from everyone, like including yourself, a little bit. So I know, like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, this is me taking my victory lap around around that. Yeah. No digs for but, 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 DJ but, Moore and Jameer Gibbs. It works. But but is. I am the worst at trading. I'm, I'm the worst. You don't want to trade with me. No. Oh my just... God. No, I don't agree with that. Okay. I do not agree right, with that. Call you petty. I'm taking there my are, petty. There are, there are so many worse trades. We just, what what was the one for one we saw? That was ridiculous. Well, we got Dak Prescott for Delvin Cook. We got Josh right, right there. Moster. Like, yeah, right there. Now. Like, what are we doing? That that's that's highway robbery. That's that's OJ speeding away in the white Bronco. But you had a lot of players play last night, my guy. I did. I did. I did. I got a little more point points out of them than I was supposed to as well. Um, yeah, Warren, Warren had a nice night for you with fourteen. That was four points. Well, kind of Warren and Hopkins kind of they switch places, but flop. But you also listen, got now, a kicker. So yeah, yeah. So I mean. Those we saw, we see the projections mean absolutely nothing in fantasy football. They can go either way. It's an estimation, but mortal lock time while we're on, while we're talking, I've got the Rams over the Packers. This week sucks. I mean, aside from the games we really talked about this week sucks. They're all close no games. I'm not picking Matt Stafford's injured hand. No, oh, I didn't even know that, but I'll stick with it, I guess. Cause we're no, horrible on mortal locks. I'm so. going to take the Browns over the Cardinals. The, Bra- the Cardinals are starting a rookie quarterback. I think. I don't think Kyler is playing. They trade away Josh Dobbs, so they're playing Clayton Toon. I wonder how he'll do with Minnesota. That'll be interesting to watch. Hey, he's now a Lizzo song. He's he is now the main man on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yikes. Oh my I am on one. I am on yeah. one. But I'll I'll take the Brownies. All right. Um, look at the job done against the Cardinals. Sounds good. Well, without further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. It's betting on the Bills. I'm Joe Kelly, as usual. I'm joined by Dom Loss. And Dom, how do we always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.